Communication makes or breaks a marriage, and understanding personality styles may be the clarity you need. That's coming up next. A marriage that takes on the fostering journey. That's what we call a fostering marriage. And this is the show where you learn to keep your marriage the priority and make fostering fit into it, not the other way around. Welcome to the Fostering Marriage Podcast. We hope you're having a great day where we are. We do hope that. Oh, stop. Don't we? Stop interrupting. This is my turn to talk. This is, but I'm a (laughs) co-host. I'm your co-pilot. Okay. Uh, Hey, today we're going to talk about personality styles and understanding them and why just now I told him to quit interrupting me. (laughs) Exactly. And yeah, we're going to do that through the lens of DISC. So DISC is something that Mary Beth and I have uh, studied and known and practiced for years. Uh, I heavily teach it within my professional job on on Chris Licurdo's team. Um, it is a game changer to understand DISC personality profiles. But why is this like for, for you, and I'll give my input, why is DISC in personality style so dog Dog gone? Is that what is it? That's not dog it. Gone. Dog gone. Dog gone. Important. Where that Mary came Beth. from? I don't know. I don't know either. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you in story form. How about that? Let's do it. I love so, stories. <laughs> so once upon a time, I was dating Joel, and I'll tell you what. I came to see Joel, and I was flirting with him and whatever, and we are like we had lived what an hour and a half apart something, something like, like that. that and i show Too up far. and he's still primping people he's primping people <laughs> he was not primping people you were primping yourself i'm telling the people that you were primping anyhow moving on i don't even know what that means you're getting ready to go you're doing your hair you're brushing your teeth you're i don't know what does you do to get ready to go anyway i show up and i'm like flirting i'm trying to get him to kiss me and Nothing. Crickets. That's what I got. And in my head, I was like, what the heck? He doesn't like me anymore. He's going to break up with me. I like went to all sorts of crazy places in my mind. And sometime later, I think it was still that day, but sometime later I was like, no, he's just in C mode, which we'll get to what that is. But short version, task mode. He was just trying to knock out some tasks before we went out on our date. Apparently, those tasks were primping. Apparently. I'm not a primper. Well, you were that day. (laughs) Apparently. I don't even remember these details of the story. You you were were in your bathroom, and I'm like, come on, let's go. And I'm like, all flirting with you, and nothing, nothing at all. Well, I mean, I took that so personally, and it was like super upsetting for a little bit until I realized that you were in task mode. If I hadn't realized you were in task mode. If I hadn't realized this is just your personality, you're just doing this thing, I like that would have like ruined my night. Especially it could have caused a fight. <laughs> you're a very high eye yes. personality style. Yes. And we will all learn more about what that means today. But this was an encounter of uh personality styles. Yeah. Of people being in different um places in their personality. And then it leads to all kinds of feelings and hardship and assumptions yep. start coming into play. 
And then where can communication go from there? It can be terrible. Yeah. So that's so why we're me, getting that into was this. A, that was a rejection for me, or f- I felt it as that. And it was like, for you, you're just like, I'm just getting ready to go. Yep. And so, yeah, this is why I love this subject. You know, and the more that we can learn about this and then learn to recognize where where our spouse is, where we are, the better our communication is going to be. Yeah, totally. So we'll, uh, we're going to get all into this. We're actually doing a two-part series. We're going to get into DISC 101 today. We're going to cover the D personality type. We're going to cover the I. And then in part two, we're going to cover the ISK or the ISK. <laughs> yeah, just, it's just SK. SK. The S and C personality styles through the DISC framework. But again, this is all about achieving high levels of quality communication in your marriage. Every single episode of this show we have cut, we have talked how much probably about communication? 50 to 70, 80% of the time. Oh, I was going to say 5%, but okay, sure. Yeah, it's it's vital. (laughs) It's vitally important how much, what actually all is involved in the word communication. And communication has everything to do with personality styles. And so it helps you not take things so personally. It helps us simply understand who we're married to better. But it, it helps every relationship. But this is the Fostering Marriage Podcast. So that's our context, is how do we get better communication within our fostering marriage simply because we understand personality styles at a really great level. So why don't we dive into DISC 101. We all send and receive information the way we prefer to send and receive it. So what does that mean? So it's it's looking at, okay, well, it's my personality style You may be a very high-detail personality style, so you communicate tons of detail. But other people zone out when you talk to them. Or they tell you, just cut to the chase. Or they tell you, I don't need all this detail. Or it overwhelms them in the detail that you're giving them. But as a high-detail personality style, you may have people in your life or be married to someone that you say, well, what should we do about that? And the answer is like five words. We'll just talk to them. Um, uh, oh, yeah, yep. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean we're going to talk to them? But for the other person, the five words is all they need. Your personality style needs a ton of detail and more information because you have tons of questions. How are we going to talk to them? At what time? Who's going to say it? What are the words that we use? Like, set it all up for me. Well, what about this? And what if they say that? And what if they respond this way? But your spouse may be like, you worry too much. Why do you worry so much about all that? We'll just get into the conversation and we'll just talk about it. We'll just wing it. We'll just wing it. We'll just wing it. Yeah. Well, if you're a particular personality style, it's like, no. Well, and that just added a ton of stress on you. And fear. Mm -hmm. And and worry. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm not going to do it now. We're not prepared to have this conversation. But the, the, your spouse is like, you're a nut job. Like, what, why do you need <laughs> all this information? Like, it's just, why is this so complicated? This is a classic case of we send and receive information the way that we prefer it until we learn personality styles and learn how does my spouse need to hear or receive information. Yeah. And then I lean in their direction. Yeah. That's, that's really good. So... Another thing is natural versus adaptive styles. So when I'm at home, when I'm like calm, peaceful, everything's good, I'm in my natural, just that's who I am. But there can be situations that add stress that, um, I don't know, help me out here. They're, they're just, 
they're yeah, difficult things situations. That, things that stress you. Like we yeah. we go from our natural to our adaptive yeah. when we are under stress or when people are watching us. That's yeah. when we tend to go to our adaptive. Yeah. And then there's this crazy situation that if you're stressed enough and you're in your adaptive long enough, people will revert back to their natural. Well, that's too advanced. We're not going to get into all that today. <laughs> But it's kind of just a a crazy thing that happens. Yeah, but you have your home personality style, and then you have your, I'm either under stress, or or people are around me or watching me, and then we start to adjust our personality. So, like, where do you see that for you and I, where, like, what do you experience in me? Because that's what we, we, let's make this all about me today. (laughs) It's all about us. Simply because I'm a high eye, exactly. (laughs) But what have you experienced in all seriousness? Like, what have you seen of the, there's the natural Joel, and then I go to my adaptive personality style. So I think a couple different situations. When you are just at home and it's just our family, I would say your S personality is the dominant part of your personality. You're calm, everything's good. Um, it's just kind of smooth. I don't, I don't know. You're just, you're just you. But like, let's say guests come over, your I skyrockets. And like on this podcast, people, his eye skyrockets. Like at the beginning of the show, <laughs> you and I were both very much in eye mode. Yes, exactly. We probably annoyed some of you because you're like, just get into the information. Right, exactly. Stop messing around. You're annoying. And I don't want to listen to your show anymore. Just, just get into the content <laughs> because that may have contributed to conflict with you yep. because our eye was too much. That's how, that's how we could be like, oh, we're doing a bad job there. Yeah. So... Another way that I've seen it, though, is like when there's stress, you can go to the C in your personality and you can be much more task. You can be much more, let's just get these things done, accomplish whatever. And that relational side of you backs down considerably. Yeah. So this is a great time to talk about vacillating. Yeah. Because that's what we jump around in personality. So I can, you can be in your natural and be in your I and then be in your S and then jump to your C or jump to your D. Yeah. Or if you are under stress or you're out and or people are around and watching you, you may vacillate as well. You may pop around in I mode and then you may jump to C mode. And then you may be C mode and then you may all of a sudden be in a different part of your personality. Right now, you're probably thinking, I'm already overwhelmed. Like this yeah. is too much. This is a, a thing you have to commit to learning and studying and talking about with your spouse long-term forever. Yeah, and I think, I mean, to break it down and make it a little bit easier to start with is that there are the four personality types that we will get into in more detail, but all of us have all of them. For me, I have really low D. I mean, I think I scored nine out of 100, really low. Yeah, and mine's low too. It's like a 25 or two a 35. So you're medium low though, but you have more than me, but it's low. Yep. And then both of us are high I's. Both of us have a lot of S. And actually both of us have a moderate amount of C. I have more C in me than you do, yep. I think. Yeah. And so what happens is again, when you're in your natural, you just have a certain way that you are. And then when you're in either a stressful situation or people around or whatever, it's not like all of a sudden I got more I. I had the I. I'm just now in that mode, if that makes sense. Totally. You're in your I part of your personality style. So let's talk about maturity versus immaturity, um, because that's a super big deal. One of our focal areas as people is growing in maturity in our personality style. 
So like, for instance, like I have experienced you mature in your personality style through since I've known you since 2008. Uh, maturity has nothing to do with age. It has to do with awareness and practicing and understanding yourself and realizing, oh, I contribute to conflict in these ways because of my personality style. That's not helping this relationship. Right. So that's a thing that I need to work on or back down on. And so the point is, is that we focus on maturing in that personality style because the immature, for instance, high I mm-hmm. can be very annoying to other people. Yeah. The immature high D can be totally uncaring abrasive. of feelings and massively abrasive yeah. and dominant in a way that's uncaring to other people. The immature high S will, you know, stuff down every issue and problem they ever have, um, or they will believe things like it's my job to take care of everyone because I'm responsible for everyone's emotional well-being. The high C and immaturity can also be very harsh and abrasive, very task. Uh, in question, for instance, one example is to question people to death. Beyond just getting information yeah. that the C needs, they will question you to death to the point that it actually contributes to conflict. And there's a lot of other things as well. But we learn about them and realize, wow, that's coming from this part of my personality. That's not a good thing relationally. Let me focus on that and work on that. Yeah, self-awareness is is major to, to growing. So the goal here becomes is how do I lean in the direction of another person's personality? How do I learn to lean in the direction of my spouse's personality type? So like what is, give an example or a story about what leaning in another person's direction looks like. Okay, so going back to what we talked about before, like when you're in stress mode and you go to your task and that sort of side of you, um, for me, a lot of times that means just step back and let you do whatever it is that you need to accomplish and kind of get out of your way. And I don't mean that in a tiptoe around you kind of way. I mean, I recognize that you're in high C mode and you need to just do what you need to to accomplish. And me trying to be high I or trying to get into my task mode and it, it just doesn't work. So the best thing is, I mean, I think in those cases for you, you tend to do your tasks and then we move on. And a great example is trying to get the family out the door. I mean, as a stay-at-home mom, I have my rhythm. I have my routine and I'm like, we do these things and we get out the door. But when you're home and now the whole family, it changes the dynamic. And any of you who is a stay-at-home parent, I know I've had this discussion with other moms. I think we've probably all experienced it. Once the other spouse is home, it changes the flow. It changes the rhythm. And for you, you're like, I just want to get out the door. Like, we want to get on to what we're going to go do. I don't want to, like, have to fill up water cups and make sure everybody's going to the, you know. And so for me, the best thing is to step out of your step out of your way and let you do your tasks, get your things done. Yeah, and this is not to be confused with somebody being a jerk or being right. controlling. Right. What you're saying is that you acknowledge I'm in task mode. Yep. And it's like, just let Joel be in task mode. Yep. Like, do, I do think about... When I'm in task mode and working on like clearing the property that we bought and all that, um, I'm in task mode. Yeah. And it's funny because we have a ton of high eye extroverts in our family, in our little kids. Every single person Every in this person. house has a lot of eye in A them. ton of it. <laughs> We're just like an eye family, which translates into being a me family, which is not a very great thing at times. So 
I'll be on the property clearing stuff, and my oldest, Josiah, loves to be with me. But he wants to talk the whole time that he's with Daddy. And there are times when my heart rate is skyrocket, and I am like so exhausted, and I'm weed-eating something on a hillside, and he's like, He's like, Daddy, da 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 And he just wants to talk. And there have been times that I have, I've had to be like, Josiah, I am so sorry. It's like, I cannot have a conversation right now. Uh, my heart rate's up. I can't breathe. I'm focusing on this task that's very labor-intensive and difficult. I'm fighting briars that are all around me. I'm not in relational conversation mode, yeah. but he's hanging out with Daddy. Yeah. And so I can't just, I, I can't be toxic. And be like, kid, would you, you know, hey, shut up or like, and yell <laughs> at my kid or be rude or be a jerk or be controlling because he's in eye mode and wants to hang out with dad yeah. and wants to be he with me. He wants the relationship. Exactly. And I'm in the, I can't talk because I can't breathe. And I'm so focused on this this difficult physical labor that I'm doing. And I just want to get I done. I can't be in yeah. eye mode right now. Yeah. I have to be in task C mode. Yeah. And so we just started talking more, but with our kids recently about personality styles. What was it Elise said the other day? Who's a who is was born a high I oh personality? What did she say about her room the other day? So her room looked like a high eye room. I'm telling you, you could not see the floor except for maybe a couple spots that you could step on. And I'm like, all right, we're doing a bedroom makeover, and I went in there, and we literally spent hours cleaning this girl's room and she got rid of a ton of stuff I was so proud of her and it looked phenomenal and everything was organized everything was really nice and she goes my room looks like a high C room (laughs) well that was a high I statement right there (laughs) yep it doesn't look like a high I room anymore it's so hilarious so the kids are catching on quickly of what does high D, I, S, and C actually look like. And so we're starting to have deeper conversations with them because, you know, they're 10 and 8. And so they can absorb and understand the information. So let's, why don't we get into um, the first of the DISC personality types, which is the high D. And so who is that person? You don't want me to name names here, I assume. <laughs> yes, every high D you know. Name them, call them out. Oh, man, the high D's. Oh, boy. All right. They are... <laughs> listen to me. I'm like, oh. You can tell them that you just love D personalities. <laughs> uh, I struggle with D personalities, probably because I have none. Um, so they are the more dominant, driven, um, competitive people. And there are... And, and, you know, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. But there are some amazing qualities to high D people. I mean, they get things done. So when we were looking at moving here... Um, I needed to have the kids like, I'm like, we are not moving every single thing that is in this house, our old house, you know, I'm like, we are going to get rid of things. And so the two older kids who are like us, they are not high D's. I'm telling you, it was a chore of like, I can't make this decision. I can't, uh, but I I don't know. I want to keep this. The five-year-old who has a lot of dominance was like, I don't play with this, 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 or that. They can go. And I was like, what What just happened here? I I love this. <laughs> you 
can you teach oh, was, the other kids how to do this? It was so funny when we went shopping, when I took him shopping to buy gifts for the other kids, we went into the store and within, I kid you not, it was three to five minutes. He had picked out all the gifts for all the other kids. And it was just like, I'm going to get Elise that, Josiah that, I'm going to get out of this. Yeah. And here's the thing I'm going to buy for myself. And it was done. Yeah. Where the other Josiah and Elise will go into a store and, and shopping is like what for them? Oh, forever. I have to like set a timer. It gets to a point I have to set a timer and be like, guys, you have to make the decision by this time or you're, you know, that's it. You have to make the decision. And it's so difficult. And the funny thing is it's not like he came home and just promptly forgot. I mean, it was weeks later and I'm like, hey, it's time to wrap gifts for the other kids. And I hadn't gone shopping with him, so I don't know who I, he picked out for who. And he's like, I got this for that person, this for that person, that. And I'm like, great, yeah, let's knew. wrap it. Yeah. And then I was like, and, and there was one gift missing. And he's like, oh, well, I got this person, that thing. And so I knew what to go and look for. And I was like, okay, perfect. So, I mean, high D personalities, man, they can make decisions fast and they're moving on. They're moving on. They're done. And so there's some great, I mean, that was yeah, so, phenomenal. So let's talk about, we'll talk about marriage for, in terms of the D personality, but let me back up a little bit. The D and the C personality types are task. Mm-hmm. I and S are relational. So there's D task, which isn't detailed task. It's dominant results oriented driver task. The C task is detail. C's can come across as D's to some people sometimes. But it, because they come across as task, yeah, yeah. But they're actually C's aren't being dominant. C's are task oriented, so they can come across as like, "Wow, that's abrasive or harsh or like, what's wrong with you or what? What's the deal?" They're simply in task mode. The difference is is that the C again is very detailed. The again, so D C task I S relational. So D's um, other things about D personalities. They're very innovative in their thinking. They challenge the status quo. They will challenge it all the time. Why do we do that? Why does it have to be that way? Because D's think in terms of results and often efficiency. Just do that. Why do you need to do why do you need to go about it that way? Just go here to here and you'll be done with it. So they are problem solvers. They are self starters. They lead groups in the same direction. They can be phenomenal leaders of people when in maturity, because in an immature high D is probably the most difficult personality style to communicate and work with. They function super well under heavy workloads. Ds can take on a tremendous amount of stuff and And things going on in their life, and they will accomplish it. That's the thing about a D. So the D, if you are going to a store with with a high D, the D will be like, they'll already know what they're gonna get before they get there, and they will go straight to it in the store. They will grunt at people along the way. They won't even, they won't make eye contact with people. They will take the most efficient route to get it, get the thing, come back, go through the self-checkout so that they, one, don't have to wait if there's a line, two, so they don't have to talk to anybody. And they will get out of the store as fast as humanly possible. And they will go right to their car, boom, and I never had to talk to anybody. I never got anything I didn't need. I got the thing I was here for, and I didn't have to have any relational anything. Success. Done. That's what D's are like if you go shopping. So, like, we'll do the whole, like, shopping thing to illustrate the personality styles going to the store. 
And you rivals will listen to this. You'll probably laugh about <laughs> it. Like, you'll realize me. that's me or be like, oh, my gosh, that's so my spouse. This is what this episode's meant to do. It's meant to help you see yourself and see your spouse so that you can start down the path of improving your understanding and communication with each other through the framework of DISC and uh, DISC personality styles. So why don't you share some of the, the weaknesses or how the D contributes to conflict? So a D will overstep authority. They can be very argumentative. Um, they don't consider the opinions of others and they can take on too much thinking it's going to create fast results. They miss details. Do not communicate to them in details. They won't know. <laughs> they um, control their environment through anger or can anyhow. Yeah. So, the, so one caveat to all this information is this is all in immaturity. Right. So you may be a D or be married to a D and be like, I don't hear, I don't get a lot of that, Joel and Mary Beth. It may be because your D spouse or you are mature in your D personality right. style. Yeah. But the more immature the person is, the more of these kinds of weaknesses or conflict contributions you're going to experience from that person. I wanted to share a little story there, though, because so, you know, of course, Joel works for Chris, but... I used to work for him as his assistant. So and Chris being Chris being Chris Licurdo. Right. Thank you. And so thanks for that detail. <laughs> so when I was working for him as his assistant, I learned pretty quickly on that when I send him information, he just wants bullet points. And so what I would do, because I wanted to give all the information. So I just learned, let me in an email bullet point everything and put the details kind of to the side and underneath so he could just skip over all that. And when I would ask him, I stopped asking him, do you want this or that? Because his answer was yes. Because he read the first part of the sentence and responded. It was so funny. We were having a deep <laughs> conversation recently. It was like me and Catherine and somebody else. And Catherine's a high C that she will text Chris. If she texts him two questions, she will know I will not get an answer to one of those questions. Yeah. It'll always be he'll answer one of them and not answer the Usually other Usually the one. first one was my experience with I think him. that it may still be that way. But, um, and so I just learned. I'm like, okay, as, you know, he is, he's got a lot that he's taking on. And I wouldn't say that Chris is even really a super high D. He's not. He's, his D is actually his lowest that his D has actually come way down over time. But when he was in that D mode and I'm giving him that information, I just learned bullet points, short information. That way he's going to make the decision and we're not going to have some sort of, because he'd be like, yes. And I'm like, now I have to email back and say yes to what? <laughs> you know? So yeah, Exactly. Yeah. So before we go on to anything, to bring this to your marriage, it's like if you're a D understand you're a D and these are your tendencies and this is how you prefer to communicate. But you may not be married to a D. Studies show that 10% of people are Ds. It is the lowest personality style by percentage. And we jokingly say because that's all God needed. He only needed 10% of the people to be high Ds, to be all these kinds of driver-dominant, results-oriented people. But it's realizing, okay, I communicate, you may communicate dominant. It may be harsh. Um, it may be lacking in detail for the other detail personality styles. You're a fast decision maker. Yep. Other people aren't. I's, S's, and C's, especially S and C personality styles, are slow decision makers because change is, is conflict 
for the S and C. So it takes them time. It takes them processing. It takes them detail. It takes them just overall time to be able to process through things where you may be like, I've got that. The D is the, um, hey, could you go and go build a build something for me? Um, yeah, sure. What do you want? Go build a shed. Got it. No problem. And the D will go build a shed. Yeah. But the C, go build a shed. What size shed do you Wait want? Wait a second. Why do you why do you need a shed? <laughs> do you even really need a shed? Because I don't why do you even need it? Sell me on that first. Well, I need it for this lawnmower and all these tools and blah blah blah. Okay. Okay, well that makes sense. Okay, where do you want it built? And then what kind do you want? Yeah. What do you want the roofing material to be? What do you want all the material to be? What do you want the foundation to be? How what are the dimensions of it? On and on and on. And a D's like, just go build the shed. So I think about like uh, a conversation that we had, and I don't even remember this, the specific details of it, but it was something and you're like, we'll just make it happen. And it's funny because you're not a high D, but in your mind, this isn't a problem. We're just going to make it happen. I heard that and I swear my stress level just skyrocketed. I'm like... How are we going to make that happen? Where are we going to get the money for that? Are we going to spend it from this? Are we going to do this? And what, why, what are we doing? And I had so many questions that I can't even communicate them to you now. (laughs) I'm just like, what? And so what we've, what I've learned is that, okay, first of all, he wasn't saying we're going to do it this second. So I don't need to like start peppering him with 7,000 questions. Let me just ride this out a little bit. And see if it even sticks, first of all. And then, you know, we can discuss it further in detail as needed. But what I've learned is I need to kind of back down when you are in that decisive place and just be like, okay, I don't need to start going, okay, this is a problem. This is a problem. Let me do this. Let me fix this. Let me ask you this. I can just kind of back down and, and breathe a second and be like, okay, let's let's communicate through this, but not stress about it. Yeah, totally. Yep. Okay, so let's go to now the high eye personality. I don't know any high eyes. I can't talk about this. I know. <laughs> so even though you don't know any and you may or may not be a high eye, um, yeah, what's the eye all about? Me. <laughs> They're all about Mary Beth. <laughs> okay. Well, I am. This high eye is. Thank you. That's very sweet. So a high eye, it's what you call the influencing personality. They're very persuasive. They're inspiring. They're enthusiastic. They're often very fun. Um, they have a lot of a lot of giftings of, of charm. Not very, very short on charm. They're not. They're long on charm. Long on charm. They are creative problem solvers. They are accepting of others. They are such people people. They love people. Uh, they influence and motivate. They're very trusting. They're very persuasive. Yeah. So, I mean, so again, Mary Beth and I, you, you, we are both high eye personality types. It's funny because in the early years of our marriage, I can look back and see the eye now, but before I knew DISC as well as I now do, I struggled to see a lot of the eye. I got so much S and C from you mm-hmm. with little glimpses and gusts of eye. <laughs> But it didn't like it didn't come through strong, and even to this day, you have moments of I, but your S and C are are so prevalent in where you tend to be and where you tend to live, 
it's again, it's like when we're around other people, though, your yeah. eye tends to go up until you get tired and then you're done. And then no, <laughs> I'm like, there's I'm like, done with people. Then there's no home. personality at all. It's just Mary <laughs> Beth is like ready to go to bed. There's, there's <laughs> like, just I'm done. All y'all go home <laughs> or please let me go home. But eyes are some of are they're, they're your party people. They're the life of the party. They, they can draw a lot of attention to themselves, and that can be a very bad thing at times. But they're very energetic relationally. They're your talkative ones. Like, I have always been a high eye. I always wondered until I understood disc. <laughs> I always w- wondered, why was I the little kid in elementary school that got selected for some of these lead roles in plays? Why did the music teacher pick me? And it's because I've always been a big mouth. I've always been an extroverted. I've always been talkative. I've always been that crack a joke, little witty remarks. That's just what high eyes do. And so it was a natural fit. So I want to say something, though, because you just said the word extroverted. Not all high eyes are extroverted. I am not. I am introverted. I'm when I would say, though, when you're in eye mode, you are more right. extroverted. Yeah. But your overall personality style, because you have so much S and C, is, is introverted. introverted. Yeah. But when you're in eye mode, you're much more extroverted. That's when you're sassy and sarcastic and fun and loud and, and you know, jokey. Are you saying I'm not that all the time? You know, you're not that all the time. <laughs> you know, because we vacillate to the point of what we were talking about earlier. But those are the eyes. Um, like weaknesses, though, weaknesses of eyes and how eyes contribute to conflict are they can be more concerned with speaking than listening. And you'll be talking to an eye, and you know they're not listening. You can tell they're just getting ready. Like, where's my gap? Where's the pause? So I can just say what I want to say. And this happens with our kids all the time who compete for our attention. They are always looking for the gap in the conversation to then speak, yes. to then jump in there. Yeah. And it's annoying at yeah. times because it's like you're you're not even listening to what someone else is saying to you or even what I'm saying to you. Because you're too busy focusing on what you want to say rather than actually listening to what's being said. I'm laughing because, again, coming back to when I worked for Chris, sometimes when he was talking, I would stop listening. (laughs) And eventually I told him, okay, my code for when I'm done listening is when I tell you, that's interesting. (laughs) Yep, that is. Those are your words. Very interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you just said the last five minutes. So other weaknesses or how eyes can contribute to conflict is that they can say yes too much and overpromise, especially to social things, but also to tasks. Eyes will be like, hey, so we're in a group setting. Okay, so who's going to handle this? I'll do it, says the eye. I got it. And a lot of it has to do with how much worth eyes find in people. They want to be the hero. They think they can take on an enormous amount. It's like, so, hey, we need to create an all-new type of uh, nuclear weapon. Who's going to do it? The eye who knows nothing about it, who doesn't do details, in the silence, will volunteer themselves. So eyes also can feel attacked by critique and feedback. Eyes take things so personally. As a high eye... I very much relate to this, and I still struggle with it to this day. I have to manage. I have to recognize that I am struggling over a critique or feedback that's been given to me because to me, that can be a form of judgment or rejection. But that's it's not what it is. It's how high eyes experience yeah. critique and feedback. Yeah, accountability can be tough for a high eye. 
Yeah, we're we're just sensitive souls. We are <laughs> because we're so focused on people. Yeah. We're so relational, and that we can experience things again as judgment or rejection that aren't even close to judgment or rejection. But eyes can take it so hard. So eyes also need to be accepted. It's not just that they want to be accepted. They need to be accepted or otherwise they struggle a lot. They also lose focus with too many details. Hmm. Where your C can do detail all day. All day long. Your I, though, is like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yep. yep, I'm done. I'm done with detail. I'm checking out yeah. in this conversation. And one of the last ways that eyes contribute to conflict is that they control their environment through charm. Hence, they are long on charm, and that's a Princess Bride reference if you didn't get that, guys, um, is that they are long on charm. They, that's how they control people and environments, though, is they charm people. The ice in their mind thinks, if I can get you to like me, I can control you or I can control an outcome. So going back to the D, the D controls their environment through threats of anger. It may be facial expression, body language, Mm -hmm. intimidation attempts, but it's a, I'm going to get angry. Oh, I'm getting angry about this. And it's all, it's all control is what it is. So it's very important to be able to recognize D's. Well, where do I do that? Because that's immature. Eyes, where do you actually try to control environments through charm and getting people to like you and drawing people in but you're doing it in a very selfish way. You're doing it in a way for you to have control of something or some outcome that you're desiring. So coming into marriage as high eyes, something high eyes also struggle with is not taking things seriously enough. And if you're an I, you may be in that mode of like, well, oh, just chill out. It's yeah. not that big of a deal. We'll figure it out. Blah, 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 blah. And you're married to someone who isn't. Can feel very And I, exactly. So yeah. what is that, what do you see in that, that in terms of like, of marriages and how that kind of, of that thing could just create a lot of problems? Well, part of me is like, well, that seems really obvious, but maybe it's not. Is if, if you're the high I and you're, you're just kind of downplaying things and it's not a big deal, whatever, your spouse who maybe is feeling like this is a big deal is now feeling like you're talking down to them. You're, you're not validating anything that they're feeling or thinking. And you're just like, you know, not a big deal. Now you've created conflict. Because you married, you may be married to an S or C that this is a very serious thing, but because you may be immature in your I personality this isn't that big of a deal because your tendency is is to not make things important that actually are. Yeah. And you can recognize that. So but as a high S and C, where does that where does that leave you? Oh gosh, it like hurt feelings galore. And feeling like, you know what, this is important and now I'm feeling alone in this and now I feel like maybe I have to take on the responsibility for a decision. And it just can, it can spiral a little bit out of control. Yeah. I imagine also could be, it could induce fear Mm -hmm. because my spouse is not going to move on this and the way they're viewing it as it's little, but it's not. And I know it's not. So it could bring about fear, stress. Um, It could bring about a feeling of hopelessness if this happens a lot. 
Yeah. Because you're married to an I that nothing is nothing a big deal. Nothing isn't a big deal. Yeah. Or they make you feel like, oh, that's not a big deal. And you, you always blow things out of proportion. And don't look, you know, don't look, you know, check yourself because it's, wow, am I a high I? Or am I a D? And it's a, from a D perspective of, oh, well, just, just solve it. Just do the thing. Push the button. Yeah. And it's not a push button solution, but it is to you as a D. So like going to a store, going to the store with a high eye, high eye is going to pull up and how are they going to probably park? Whatever parks the car, whatever puts it into park. <laughs> I mean, they might be between the lines. Possibly. Um, that's why I said might. They may might. be sideways. Might be. And annoying all the other personality styles, especially the high C compliant oh detail. I'm people. such a high C. When I park, I can't stand high I parkers. <laughs> yeah, because they, they're not respectful of other people. They're not. <laughs> and so their car is sideways. They talk to everybody in the parking lot. They go into the store, walk around the store and talk to people. And they've come for one item. They'll come they out with leave several. with eight. <laughs> because it's, oh, yeah, I have I that. And then it's like, well, well, let me check my list. I don't oh, have I don't have a list. What am I? <laughs> what am I, I left the list is in the car. I left it at home. Uh, I deleted it off my phone. It's like they ah, whatever. They won't get everything that they need. No, they'll forget three of the items, but they will know everybody. They will find the longest line, or they will find the line to check out where they actually know the cashier, because they've got to strike up a conversation. They will talk with people in their line. They will talk to them about. You know, this thing they see on the magazine that's in the thing. Like, you believe this kind of a thing? Like, they just start, and other people are like, don't talk to me. <laughs> like, I don't care about the, 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 you know, what's happening with the royal family and the latest news on what's happening with them, according to Us Weekly or whatever it may be. Or talk about um, your favorite bubble gum or like the things that you're purchasing. But the eye will want to engage with you and talk with you. And then they're going to be out, they're going to get their stuff, and they're going to head to the, the car, get home, and bother their spouse because the spouse is like, you didn't get the three things. The most important things I needed are still at the store. And meanwhile, they're telling a story about something that they talked to Bob at the store about. <laughs> and the spouse exactly. is like, listen. Where's the thing? Get the thing. Where's the thing? So that's what that's. But this is this is extreme situations. But a lot of this is this is how eyes make decisions and how they communicate. So we are going to stop there on our teaching and analysis on on disc personality types. But next time on the Fostering Marriage podcast, we are going to pick up with the how do you say it again? Sk sk. No the S. C you have to have personality types. So ladies and gentlemen, friends, we hope this has been helpful. Join us on the next episode of the Fostering Marriage Podcast.